You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. Um, We're so excited to be ending the year, or I guess today is the first day of the year. Um, And what a year it has been. I don't know about you, Meg, but this year has been the fastest year that I can remember. It's been so crazy. And I feel like personally, professionally, it's really funny. I remember at the beginning of this year, Dan and I having this conversation and just being like, last year was super crazy. Like, let's take it a little bit easier this year. Like, say no a little bit more. (laughs) We ended up buying a place within the first month and it's just been crazy, but it's all been good, you know? Yeah, so many good things have happened. So much has changed. I feel like we've grown so much um, just personally and professionally. And um, where we're at now is not what I expected, but it's definitely all good things. Can't complain. Um, But we just wanted to take this episode and um, do the same thing that we did last year and talk about our intentions for 2020. Um, I feel like it gives us kind of a a start to the year that we need to kind of talk through things. Um, And hopefully it can help you figure out some of your intentions as well. And we'd love to to hear what yours are. Um, I just posted last night asking that question in our secret Facebook group. So feel free to post on there. Um, I'm always interested and love seeing what other people um, have for their intentions for the year. Same. I love that. Yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and get started. So um, we have we each have a handful of intentions um, that we want to talk through. And I wanted to start out, out with one um, that I've kind of been like thinking about throughout the year. Um, I've never had it as an intention before. Um, and it's always kind of been a struggle, even though I push for it. But um, the first one is being open to success and abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that can apply to work. Um, it can apply to um, just having abundance in, you know, relationships and positivity, um, wherever that may be. So it's kind of a blanket one. Um but I find myself being very closed off sometimes and almost making things more of a struggle than they have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to I just want to make it so it's easier. Like life doesn't need to be a struggle all the time. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. And I feel like that like I feel like you already did that this year, just going through your um, you know, your promotion and everything that went along with that. So I feel like that's a great kickstart for that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that definitely 
I feel like that definitely gave me a lot of confidence to be able to set this intention for 2020. Yeah. No, I love that. And I agree. I feel like sometimes it's easy to focus on everything because just things are hard sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it's easy also, too, to sugarcoat things the other way and kind of, like, not have a realistic view. Oh. And that also irritates me, to be honest. But, like, mm-hmm. I think that there definitely is a happy medium where, um, you know, you can recognize things are a struggle, but also just not let it affect you. Like, I think of myself on the tea on my morning. Right commute like I need to just start not letting things that ultimately don't matter at all affect my day (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like the thing where um you know people always say like if you're not trying for something it will easily come and I've definitely seen that this year like if you're just doing your best and like putting in the work um but like not trying to like overcompensate for things things will come naturally to you because you're allowing that space for it yeah and I feel like that's how you know things are right kind of like with the podcast it just all happens so fast and I don't know it just kind of means that you're on the right track yeah yeah exactly yay um cool so my first one I jotted down like a million notes for for this one so it's not going to be the most succinct But um, I said owning my opinion and advocating for what I think is right. Um, So I think a lot of times, and this definitely was a huge year of growth for me, just starting in a new job and a new career path. Mm -hmm. I think my personality, and I've always been this way, is... I get the lay of the land first, like get to know other people, kind of like what makes them tick. And then I feel comfortable jumping in with my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it takes a little bit for me to just walk into a completely new situation and kind of speak confidently and even speak up at all. Mm -hmm. But what what I've learned this year is like, the opinions that I had at the beginning of the year when I just started my new job that, you know, I might have been hesitant. Were they right? Like, was were, was I going to say something dumb and like people are going to be like, who is this girl? Like mm-hmm. they were very valid and smart and intelligent. So I just want to step into owning the fact that I have smart opinions and just like kind of owning my voice and owning speaking up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's such a good one. And I mean, you're right. Like you have so many good things to say and so many intelligent things to say that, I mean, you shouldn't hold that back. So I think that's a great one. Um, And definitely something I feel like that I struggle with too, especially when I, like you said, in new situations. Yeah. And like kind of feel it out. Like, okay, what do I need to say to kind of fit in, not offend people, not ruffle feathers too much. But the fact is like you need to own who you are. And if that for some reason offends someone, which it probably won't, that's more a reflection on them and not you. Right. And I feel like I'm just kind of tired of, I'm just kind of tired of doing that. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I obviously, like I value other people's opinions. I value, you know, never hurting feelings and just like being caring and compassionate as a person. Mm-hmm. But it takes so much energy to just constantly be thinking about like, 
what could this person think if I say this? And I, I'm just kind of, I'm just going to try and let things go because I think with speaking up, like there's definitely going to be moments where I do say something that doesn't resonate with someone or, you know, they might have feedback for. So I think that's part of it too, is just mm-hmm. learning to let it go and just being like proud of the fact that you're speaking up in the first place type thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, um, I think it's acknowledging that other people are allowed to do the same thing too. So if they say something that you don't necessarily agree with, that's okay. Yeah. Um, And like having that reciprocated is important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, another thing which I am getting better at is just being open to confrontation Mm -hmm. and like that doesn't need to be like (laughs) obviously like screaming at someone or like what, what I think might come to mind when you think confrontation, but just like being able to get in a polite debate or like discussion with someone when you disagree, as opposed to what I have a tendency to do, which I don't think is right, is just like either let it go or just like, you know, kind of end the conversation without sharing what I truly feel. So I think just having the guts to be like, no, actually, I don't agree. And this is why. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. I love that. And that actually goes very well with one of like, the, I don't know, less serious intentions that I have um, for this year. And um, I feel like so there's been a lot of times to the point we were just talking about where I'm in a conversation and I have something like funny in my head that I want to say, but I'm too scared to say it because I don't know if people will laugh or not. Yeah. Um, and so it sounds so silly now that I'm saying it out loud. Um, but just having the confidence to like be my goofy, authentic self and like yeah. if people don't laugh, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Like I put it out there, you know? Yeah, I love that because you do have such a great sense of humor. Um, And I love I feel like we laugh together so much, but I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I feel very comfortable around my close friends and, you know, saying what comes to my mind. But oftentimes when I'm around new people, I don't say things that, you know, that come up. And often afterwards, I'm like, shoot, like they would have like maybe we would have you know laughed more maybe we would have gotten closer because I said a certain thing and I feel like I I put space between myself and people sometimes where like I could have closed the gap and you know gotten to know someone more yeah I love that that's such a good one um okay I have another kind of serious one but um I think it's important so you were there. You were at the book club we did in December. Um, and we read Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, which is written by a therapist. Mm-hmm. And we, like, I'm very open to therapy. But at the same time, I've, like, I hadn't to this point really crossed the hurdle of being like, yeah, like, let's spend some time. Like, let's look mm-hmm. into it. And I do think everyone deals with different trauma in their lives that they're really it's not fair to put a lot of that on the close people in your life so like I don't I love Dan and he does so much for me but I don't think it's fair to like put all the heavy stuff that I'm dealing with or working through on him yeah Uh, 
or my mom or, you know, my best friends. So I this year want to get serious about finding a therapist. Um, and we had Yuri on of Zen care. So I've done a little bit of scoping it out. Um, just therapists in the area. It's, it is really nice cause you can watch a little video of each of them. Um, but I think it's more for me just like taking the time and actually doing it and not just like talking about it as a great thing mm-hmm. um, and just going for it. So that's on yeah. my list. Yeah, I like that a lot. And after reading that book, I'm definitely like, oh, I feel like therapy is for everyone, not just for people who have like major issues or whatever it may be. Um, And that stigma around therapy, you know, should not be there Um, because it's to your point, you know, we can't put that stuff on the people who are closest to us all the time. Right. Um, I think it's great to, you know, be open and honest and talk to people around us. But sometimes you need a third party who can just be, you know, outside of your realm who can really look at it with a wider view and kind of help you work through that. Um, And it's interesting. So um, I know someone who went through a lot of health problems with cancer, um, and some abuse in the past. And, um, she just started going to therapy this year and it has been night and day. Um, and this person's very close to me. And I feel like just seeing that, like, and all of these other signs of like, okay, therapy is a really good thing. And I, I didn't put it as an intention, but I feel like that could definitely be part of 2020 for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, I feel like in the past I've been like, oh, well, I haven't gone through enough hardship or like this specific Mm -hmm. thing. So why would I need that? And I think it's also just being loving to yourself and every, every person has gone through a lot in their lives. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that. Um, And yeah, just being like, it's like another way to take care of yourself, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's another form of self-care. Totally. I love it. And it, whoever, if anyone hasn't read um, the book that Meg mentioned, maybe you should talk, it's maybe you should talk to someone, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe you should. T- I always like mess it up. And I'm like, I think you should talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't read that book, it's a really great book. It's a really easy read. Um, the stories are really compelling. So definitely add that to your list. Yes. Um, so another one for me um, is making meditation a more important por- part of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um and so a couple of weeks ago, John and I were in a yoga class and our instructor said that she was doing a 21 day meditation. Um, and so we both joined and I feel like it's been, it's, you know, it's not your typical like, okay, listen to this music and try and be quiet and listen to your breath for 10 minutes, which I really struggle with. My mind is always going in different directions. Um, This one was more of like a working meditation. And so there were days where it's like, you know, list 50 people who have um, positively affected your life or list 25 people who, you know, you want to send a positive thought to. Um, Mm. And I really enjoyed it. And I really feel like this is my kind of meditation. Um, And I've never really thought that it was an option before. Um, So I'm going to try and 
keep up with the with this style of meditation because I really feel like it could do just 10 minutes a day could do a lot for my mental health. I love that. And I love the idea of looking at meditation as like not this strict thing that you need to like follow an exact template for. I think Mm -hmm. um, I am so with you that (laughs) any kind of like traditional meditation, I really struggle with. Um, it was actually on my list last year of intentions. And I was like, when I first looked back, I was like, well, I completely failed on that one. Um, but I was thinking about it. And like, for me running with no music, no phone, like that, that's kind of been meditation for this year is just like allowing my mind to wander and zone out a little bit. So I just love the idea of looking like being more flexible with Mm. the thought. And I feel like of everything, like meditation is is something that shouldn't have this like strict programming, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like, I feel like in the wellness industry, a lot of times so much pressure is put on people to do things exactly how other people are doing them. And that's not, it's not true. Um, There's so much more that you can do and whatever works for you is truly what's going to work in the long term. Um, And like you said, if that's running with no music, that's your meditation and that's hard so like (laughs) you should be so proud that you've been able to do that because I couldn't do that whenever I run I'm like oh my gosh I need something to distract me because I cannot run three more miles in silence (laughs) no I know and I totally used to be like that but now I'm super weird and I'll like save music for the last mile on a long run because it's like a treat (laughs) but (laughs) Yeah, it's just like finding what works with you, like anything or what works for you, like anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so I have a not <laughs> serious one at all, but also kind of serious because it's just like I need to just do it. So my third intention this year for this year is to get really good at parallel parking. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Um, this kind of goes back to like, there's certain things in my life that are perpetually on my to-do list, such as like go to the Goodwill or, you know, just like things I never want to do. And that includes relearning how to parallel park, (laughs) which I am more than capable of doing, but I just like have this weird complex around it, which I don't know. I had to do it for my driver's test. So I was good at it then and then didn't have to do it for a long time. So now I just get like anxious when I have to do it in a busier area where people like line up behind you and maybe aren't the most understanding if it takes you a couple times. But um, yeah, I'm going to have Dan come with me and set up cones (laughs) and we're going to practice and I'm going to get super good at it. So (laughs) amazing. I love that so much. (laughs) I'm so excited to be in the car with you later in the year when you're able to just whip into the spot. I know. I know. And not like have that moment of panic. It's going to be so great. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. That's so good. Um, One thing that really helped me when I was parallel learning to parallel park is my dad made me do it in the dark. Um, without any lights yeah so I could like kind of see the um reflective strips on the cones behind me um but it really was like feeling it out and that helped so much so (laughs) in the dark (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe first step will be to just get good yeah. at it <laughs> in the light and then we'll progress from there. But there you go. Yeah, it's just like one of those things where it's like, Megan, this is dumb. You're more than capable. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. Um, so one of my, my next one is like on the less serious side, but it just being more flexible, like my body mm-hmm. being more flexible. Mm-hmm. I realize as I've gotten older that like touching my toes sometimes is a struggle. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> um, and I used to be so <laughs> flexible, like as a teenager and going into college, I could like, you know, put my leg up next to my head. So I really want to get back, to, maybe not to that point, but at least being able to, like, touch my toes comfortably and <laughs> stretch comfortably. <laughs> yeah. Because anytime I go to a workout class, I'm like, oh, the stretching part is so hard, and it shouldn't be. So I want to be more flexible. <laughs> I feel like I need to add that to my list, but... um yeah, I I struggle with slowing down and stretching, and mm-hmm. it's just so important, you know? Um, it is, and I feel like anyone that I look up to who is, like, super healthy and, like, has aged really well, they mm-hmm. all are flexible. Mm-hmm. So no, that's so that's true. That's the key. Yeah, that's the secret. Yeah. Um, like, good skincare. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean... We both crushed that part, so totally. we're good. More. Um, okay, my last one is to write a little bit more this year. Um, so I used for anyone listening, I used to have a blog that I updated very regularly. Yeah, and like twice a week, huh? Yeah, it was kind of a lot. Like I feel like I was doing that and the podcast and just like really tapping into more creativity. Um, And this year, I did not write as much, and I kind of missed that. So I don't know if I'll blog or if I'll just, like, write for myself or even just, like, write a recap of the week. But um, this year, I want to write a little bit more and just document um, more things that I'm up to, more things that I'm thinking, because I think that's how I really process things, which... I never realized, but I've blogged about some like heavier topics like my eating disorder and things like that. And I never realized that's how I work through things. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I, I'm excited to tap back into that creative side a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And something that I, I feel like have kind of stopped doing as well. But to your point, it's a really good way to process things. Yeah. Uh, I feel like in college, I was like, like, I couldn't write fast enough when I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil. Um, And I've definitely gotten away from from that as well. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even think about this until now, but maybe it's journaling. Like, I've never really journaled regularly. So that might be an interesting thing to try to. Yeah. But I definitely feel like you should get some blog posts back up because you're a great writer. And I always loved reading them. Thank you. Yeah, good old musings by Megan. Yeah, it was so good. Sometimes it was, what was um, when Dan um, was a guest poster? Yeah, he did a couple guest posts on 
top favorite restaurants and meals <laughs> and things you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. I always love doing, and I've done a couple times. I also at one point, well, like I still have my website that I posted like maybe three times on. Yeah. Um, but I love making like travel guides for people and like giving yeah. them recommendations. Yeah. Uh, it's so fun. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking about, like just having that memory captured. Like, I don't know, like I have pictures and stuff, but I feel like a blog post or something you write, you can like always look back and remember. Yeah. Every- and everywhere you went so exactly and like if you ever go back you can be like oh yeah that was the place that I wanted to go to or that was the place that I really liked yeah exactly yeah that's a good one um okay so my last one um did I do more I don't know how many I've done but my last one is just getting creative with food and learning new recipes I love to cook And I feel like I didn't really have time before with, like, commuting and just everything going on. Yeah. I, like, make time for that and maybe try, like, one or two recipes a week that I haven't tried before. Mm -hmm. I love that. I feel like that's also a creative outlet, I think, and just Mm -hmm. a way to unplug and, like, like, that's such a form of self-care, I think, Mm -hmm. too. It's, like, cooking a nourishing meal for you that you really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I'm excited to steal some of your recipe. <laughs> yes, I will tell you all about them. I'm sure I'll have some fails, but most of them <laughs> hopefully will be good. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. I love that. Do you have one more? Or is that it? No, that's it. Yay. Okay, perfect. That was right on right on time, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like we flew through those, but um, yeah, I think it's just so important to take a little bit of time to think through what you want for the next year because I've definitely fallen victim in the past to not thinking about it and then kind of wondering, like, why I wasn't accomplishing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm such a, like, task-oriented, <laughs> goal-oriented person. Like, I really need a roadmap um, and a list and I think I'm going to post it in our bathroom again because that really helps me too. It is to like see goals or intentions visually every day. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to steal that idea from you. Yeah. <laughs> and just like- put it in the bathroom because last year I definitely like I wrote them down in my planner at the at the front, but yeah. I wasn't looking at it every day. So it's good to have them somewhere where you see them every day. Totally. Cool. Well, we, as Beck mentioned, we would love to hear your intentions. So go to the Facebook post, join our secret Facebook group. Um, We'll add you right in and let us know what your intentions are for this year. Um, And check us out on Instagram at detox and chill podcast. You can send us an email, um, all of the things we would love to hear from you and just love to get inspired for a fresh year. Um, I feel like 2020 has such a good ring to it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. And as a side note, this will be our last episode of season two. So exciting. Oh my God, I cannot (laughs) believe that. Um, So we'll be back to you in February for season three. Um, We're so excited to kind of reset, have a break, 
um, interview lots of new people for you. If you have anyone in mind that you want us to talk to, feel free to send us a DM and let us know. Um, But we hope everyone has a great January. Yes, enjoy a little bit of, you know, a slower time. Um, And we love you and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.